I always knew I'd have kids. I just never intended to become a mother. I'm Dr. Lee Burge, and this is the Rockstar Parent Podcast. I'm a chiropractor, former college educator, life coach, and mom. Everyone has their own journey into motherhood. This podcast is devoted to telling my story and sharing what I found to be successful along the way. Episode 8, How to End a Call Without Disconnecting. What is your worst nightmare with cell phones? I mean, our entire lives are in those handheld computers these days. It's bad when they drop and break. It's really awful when they get lost or stolen. How many of us have gotten them wet and put them in rice for days, hoping they would dry out and turn on again without frying the circuitry? Those things are all really inconvenient. And how many times have you sent a text meant for one person to another recipient? Sorry, wrong person. We text again with an LOL. But have you ever been talking to someone and the conversation didn't go so well? You end the call or thought you did and then start talking to the person right in front of you about your phone conversation only to realize the call never actually disconnected? Yeah, I have. And to this day, I blame the headset. So here's the story. I was in the line at the elementary school waiting to pick up my kids. There was this three-year span where all three of my kids were at the same school. Those were good years, she remembers fondly. But the bane of every parent's existence, after the nightmare of trying to find parking on curriculum night, is the after-school car rider pickup line. As I saw it, there were three approaches. Approach number one. The parent who starts lining up 30 minutes before school ends to be at the front of the line. Word on the street is, those kids were pretty lucky. I used to speculate that all those adults were actually the retired grandparents who looked forward to this moment all day long and didn't mind sitting and waiting in the heat of the Florida day for their grandkids to emerge. I mean, who could blame them? When we moved to Seattle... My kids reminded me that the weather wasn't a factor anymore and asked repeatedly if I could be one of those people who claimed that highly coveted front-of-the-line spot. No, I would tell them, and I would remind them that I used the time they are in school to get my stuff done so I could focus only on them after school. It seemed like a good compromise to me. The second approach is to arrive at the school right as the bell rings. This is bold because you're proclaiming to the world that you know you're going to wait in a very long line for a good 15 to 20 minutes, but it's okay. You're going to wave and chat with the other people in the line while you wait. I was mostly this mom. But then my kids figured out that I was sitting in the car for approximately the same amount of time as that first group of parents and grandparents. I remember explaining that sitting for 20 minutes with the car off before school ended 
was way different than sitting for 20 minutes in a running car with the AC going, inching forward one car length at a time. Yeah, they didn't really buy it either and kept trying to equate it to my love for them somehow. LOL. One day, I was running late and stumbled upon approach number three. This is the parent who arrives at the school about 10 to 12 minutes after the bell rings. All of the traffic is gone and you can zip right in. No waiting at all. It's so easy to spot your kids since they're the only ones still sitting there. You can't miss them. They are the super cute ones with the very crabby looks on their faces. And when they get into the car, they will pelt you with questions about where you've been and why it took you so long. And if you know what it feels like to be the last ones picked up, they will tell you how thirsty they are and they'll have those just cute faces and and they'll tell you how it felt like an hour that they've been sitting there. I didn't have the heart to do that to them every day, but I did use the threat of doing it over their heads a few times when they were misbehaving. If you don't stop doing that, I'll be late to the after-school pickup line tomorrow and you'll have to sit there unclaimed for 12 entire minutes. It did work, so I didn't want to overuse it. And I settled comfortably into parent number two. Now, on the particular day in question, I had arrived at the school just before the bell rang. I was on the phone with my husband and we were, shall we say, having a discussion. I have no recollection of what issue we were, shall we say, discussing, but we were clearly on opposite sides of it. My car at the time was an older model Expedition. I love that car. I put almost 120,000 miles on that car over the 13 years that I drove it. Thing was, it didn't have Bluetooth built in. So to go hands-free, I used one of those earpiece thingies. We were in the thick of this discussion when I made it to the front of the pickup line and unlocked the door so the kids could jump in. I told my husband that the kids were getting in the car and he understood the universal signal and said, gotcha, let's finish this later. I responded in the affirmative, removed the earpiece and dropped it into the center console of the car. I smiled really big and told the kids, hi, and started the whole how was your day ritual. But my daughter, the second grader with the super high emotional IQ, accurately read the entire situation and asked, who were you talking to? That was dad, I replied. And without missing a beat, she said, you were fighting, huh? You know, this is one of those moments. And this is a way bigger discussion, but it comes down to this question. How much do you pull up that curtain and allow your kids to see the inner workings of your relationship with your parenting partner. Now I'm going to put a pin in this conversation and I promise we'll explore the potential options out there with their pros and cons one day. But for today, I'll just tell you that we tried to be honest with our kids that we did have differences of opinion at times, but we tried to solve those differences using solid communication methods that we developed together. Our main message to our kids was, there's no problem too big 
that we can't solve if we put our heads together. So, back to the story. Here was my daughter asking, You are fighting, huh? I looked at her in my rearview mirror and said, Well, your dad and I were having a disagreement about something, and I'm feeling frustrated about how the conversation went. But we'll work it out later, because now I want to hear about your day. And the conversation went back to normal. The other thing I should mention about that car ride home is that I had to tell my daughter her rock climbing class was canceled because not enough kids had signed up. She was super disappointed, but that wasn't her biggest problem in her mind. She had told all of her classmates that day that she was starting a rock climbing class and they thought it was super cool. Now she was going to be embarrassed the next day when she had to tell them that she didn't go after all. I might have suggested that she could always lie to them and tell them how fun it was and how the shoes were weird because, you know, when you're coming up with a lie, it's always better to throw in a specific detail to make it more believable, right? To which she gasped and told me she could never do that. Lying to her friends was worse than being embarrassed. I mean, duh. And I smiled and thought to myself, mission accomplished. We pulled into the driveway about 10 minutes later. The kids jumped out of the car and I had almost entirely forgotten about my disagreement with my husband when I reached down to pick up my earpiece and phone and realized the call had never disconnected. My husband had heard that entire discussion. My mind raced over all the things I had said. Oh my gosh, what did I say about him when the kids got in the car? Did I say something negative? Shoot. I couldn't remember exactly. And I put my earpiece back to my ear and said very tentatively, hello? To which my husband replied, hi. And the rest of the conversation went something like this. Me. I guess I never actually ended the call husband. No, you didn't. I was trying to yell into the phone to let you know at first, but I guess you couldn't hear me. Me. Well, you could have just hung up. Husband. I was going to, but then I heard Jaden ask if we were fighting and I was curious what you would say. Me. What did I say? I can't even remember. Husband. Well, I guess I want to thank you because you could have said a lot of things. And you could have said something negative about me, but you didn't. So thank you. And by the way, I want to apologize for how our conversation did end. Me. Whew, I was really worried there for a minute. I mean, I didn't think I would say anything negative, but I was pretty upset. So, you know, husband. Actually, there is something I do want to ask you. I guess we're encouraging our kids to lie now. And then we both laughed. I will never forget the feeling I had the moment I looked down at my phone and realized I had hung up, but it never disconnected. Think about this story in terms of your relationship with your parenting partner. There is a foundational sweet spot right there in that space. To be connected with them so tightly that you don't need to be in the same room to know what is happening to trust that you have each other's back, that you're working toward the same goals 
and that you don't contradict each other or undermine each other when it comes to how to handle situations with the kids. Now, we live in the real world and we have differences of opinion, of course, but we also have a choice when it comes to figuring out how to handle those differences and how to move on. In the next episode, I'll share with you a framework that my husband and I came up with early in our marriage when we found ourselves on opposite sides of the same issue. We call it same book, same chapter, same page. And it has allowed us to stay in this connected space for 29 years and counting. After that experience, I actually started hitting the end call button two or three times for many, many years. I never wanted to be in that situation again with anyone, but I did have the satisfaction of knowing that the one time it did happen to me, it ended up strengthening our connection after all. I'm just a girl who was ready to start her family, so I got pregnant and had a baby. But what I learned as I raised my own kids, that is the secret to becoming the parent I dreamed I could be, and that is exactly what I'm sharing with you. Let's rock this parenting thing together.